Hello and welcome to Pet Watch, a monthly program about the Williamson County Animal Center and our activities. My um, guests today are our director, Andrea Johnson, and our new volunteer coordinator, uh, Jennifer Biggs. We're glad to have you both here. Um, tell us about Jennifer coming on board and what her role is going to be at the shelter. Yes, so we are very excited to have Jennifer. She's been a volunteer with us for quite a while. How many years? About four. Four years. Uh, she started with us as a dog volunteer, and we have been, as you know, without a volunteer coordinator for a while, and Jennifer really stepped in and took a leadership role in the organization, and we were lucky enough to be able to bring her on as an employee, and we're glad to have you. Thank That's you. That's great. I'd like people to know a little bit about you. If I, if I can ask you questions, what kind of pets you have at home? Oh, I have a lot of pets. A lot of pets. <laughs> okay. I have uh, four dogs, two of which come from the Williamson shelter, uh -huh. and uh, two cats, and four goats, and a bunny that also came from the shelter. Okay. <laughs> a notorious bunny. I remember That's right. that adoption. That's right. Yes. So you're a perfect example of dogs and cats can get along. Yes. Uh, and four dogs and two cats. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So when people say, does this cat or dog get along with the opposite, you can give them some tips, I hope. <laughs> I can, yeah. My cat actually gets along better with dogs than other cats. So, And you're one of those people that's not just a dog person and not just a cat person. I have a foster kitten at home now, too. So, Oh, you're fostering. <laughs> but we're not keeping, but we're not keeping. Yeah, well, that's an interesting yeah. uh, dilemma for the whole family, isn't yes. it? It's yes. a learning experience, but you mm -hmm. know the kitten's going to find a good home when it comes, Absolutely. Oh, yes. when it comes yeah. back. Well, yeah. I'm glad you're doing that, too. Um, as volunteer coordinator... I guess people don't really know the scope of our volunteer program. It's not just eight or ten people. Oh, it's no. hundreds of people. So how many people would you say that we currently have volunteering for both dogs and cats together? So if you consider just our active pool, because obviously people get involved and then other things happen in their mm -hmm. life, but if you consider our active pool, we probably have about 200 mm -hmm. and that's people that are coming in consistently yeah and there's more to volunteering than just dog walking or petting a cat <laughs> can oh, you tell yeah. us a little bit about <laughs> the scope of the program what are the things that volunteers do that we depend on them for so i mean obviously the large majority of our volunteers are going to be those that come in and walk the dogs and socialize the dogs and come in and play with the cats, socialize the cats and kittens, um, work with adopters. We also have people up at the front in the lobby being greeters and welcoming people and helping them fill out applications. And um, we have a lot of people behind the scenes that help us with um, pet profiles and getting good pictures and... Um, Alerting us to animals' behaviors oh, yeah. as well, yeah. and learning about them is an important part. Sure. Because um, after they spend time with an animal, what the kinds of things they can tell us about a dog, for instance, after they've taken it out many times or been in playgroup with it? Right. So we do run playgroup um, every day, and that tells us a lot about an animal, um, if they're going to get along with all kinds of dogs or just a lower energy dog or just male dogs. You know, dogs can be picky, too. Um, so, um, and outside of playgroup, we can learn, and it's, it's important to know what their energy level is, if they're going to do well on a leash for people that are in apartments and are going to be walking a dog, um, if they get along well with kids. And we do have volunteers that, that come in with their kids. And mm -hmm. so those are really relevant, important things to know when someone comes in with some specific 
items that are important for their new family pet. Yeah, and you know, the matches are made in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people will see an animal on Pet Finder and they, oh, that's the perfect mm -hmm. dog for me. They'll come in and say, I want to see this dog. Mm -hmm. And then after they meet it, maybe the magic's not there or maybe yeah. there's a little energy level problem or sure maybe they see another dog while they're there <laughs> and, and that happens all the time um but we're just grateful that that dog brought them in and right. and you know what sometimes it's going to take a couple visits to find i mean you're bringing an animal into your home that is going to become a part of your family it's not like picking out a new jacket. <laughs> right. So, it looks good. So I'm yeah, take, I'll exactly. take it home. Right. It, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are the other things, and Andrea, you weigh in on this, what else uh, kind of shapes a family's decision when they come in and look at a dog? What other things are our volunteers and our staff asking them? Well, we're hopefully asking about their lifestyle mm -hmm. because a lot of people do, I find a lot of people start their search based on a picture they saw mm -hmm. so you know oh I connect with that that dog's so cute mm -hmm. or that cat's fluffy and I always wanted a fluffy cat but you know if you're the type of person who likes to spend your weekends you know on Netflix marathons you probably don't want to come in and take home you know a kitten a single kitten that's going to be bouncing off the walls and wanting somebody to play with it, you know, you might take two kittens because then they can entertain themselves. <laughs> right, or a puppy. That or a puppy, requires right. constant training exactly. and taking outside right. and potty training. And So um, we don't, I mean, we really have worked hard to take down any barriers to adoption. So we don't have any hard and fast rules that says, oh, you don't have a fenced yard, you can't adopt a dog. Um, but, you know, if you do have a... Um, uh, if you live in an apartment and you want to take home, say, for example, Margot, the dog that is in my office, you know, you're going to have to really show us that you have some dog savvy and you can handle uh, a dog that might be reactive on leash. You know, a dog like Margot would probably do better in a home with a fenced yard where she doesn't have to interact with strangers on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not to say that we don't have any dogs that would do great in apartments. We we have, you know, great dogs for just about any situation. So part of that conversation really is just about matching you with the right behavior, mm -hmm. not necessarily the look of the animal. Right. And, it, and our volunteers play a critical role in that because we don't really have the staff to get down to the nitty gritty with every adopter and every dog and make the match. And our staff is busy with the daily care of the animals, right. but the volunteers are spending the quality time mm -hmm, with right. them. And after you mentioned playgroup, um, and at playgroup, you learn from the uh, actions of the dog, mm -hmm. but you also make notations of that for, mm -hmm. for the staff and for the, the, pic, the pretty pictures on the internet. Mm -hmm. uh, it, we take a realistic approach to how animals behave. Mm -hmm. And I think people would be amazed, like you mentioned, Margot, that they would be amazed at, with you know the volume we have that we still know every individual animal whether they're there a week or whether they're there three months before they find a forever home. Mm -hmm. We know a lot about them. Yeah, I mean, we have a really great system um, with kittens even that really aren't in our program very long because kittens 
get adopted quickly, let's mm -hmm. face it. But even with an animal that we might only have on the floor for a week, every volunteer that comes in is gonna note their behavior. If they're super playful, if they're timid, if they're frightened, if they're cuddly, you know, it's gonna be written down so that when you come in and say, oh, I have three kids and all they wanna do is go, go, go and play, play, play with a kitten, we're gonna look for the most playful kitten and point that out. Now, if you don't connect with that animal, that's okay, you can look at other ones, but right. I, I mean, even with animals that are only in, that we only have for a few days, we're still gonna get as much information as we can. Sure, and, and people are also encouraged to call. I, I was working the desk the other day and a, a, a person called who had adopted two kittens, and it would only been two days. But she said, oh, they're hiding, they're this and that mm -hmm. and the other. I said, let me let you talk to somebody because that's mm -hmm. completely normal. Mm -hmm. You've, you know, they've been fostered at someone's home. They came to the shelter for one day and now they're at your house and they have hardly had time to get used right. to it. Right. And I'm not a cat, uh, uh, whatever, <laughs> expert, <laughs> expert. <laughs> but, but I knew enough to say, you know, that's mm -hmm. completely normal. Sure. Let me have somebody talk to you mm -hmm. that knows cat behavior. So it's good that we have people on our staff that can mm -hmm. say, you know, they're just learning. Yeah. They're hiding, that's fine. Yeah. They're they're not uh, you know, unsociable. They're just right. a little bit scared. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're not in a kennel. They're not confined with their mm -hmm. with their uh, litter anymore. They're yeah. missing their litter mates. So there's a lot to work through and that's something that you've worked on, Andrea, is is keeping animals in the home. Right. When people have or encounter an obstacle uh, we have a staff member that'll talk them through the problems, won't we? Absolutely. You know, Debbie, since COVID hit, but even before that, there's been a big push in sheltering nationally to be more than a shelter for animals, like, you know, animal, you know, way station, basically. Right. Um, we want to be a resource center, and that's everything that we are doing. Of course, we know there are certain animals that are going to wind up at the shelter no matter how much we do in the community because, you know, circumstances happen, life happens, and certainly we don't, we understand that. But if there is a barrier to you keeping your pet, so if it's a training or behavior issue, if you need a little bit of help getting over a hump with some pet food or some flea treatment or you know something simple that we can help you with, we are here to do that and we wanna be the first call that people make with their animals, whether it's, um, you know, if someone adopts an animal from us, we don't, we don't want them to let behavior go on and on for months that they're just trying to live with and get past. We want them to call us and say, yeah, it's going well except for these things because we can probably help you overcome those things and eventually it's going to be a better match for mm -hmm. you in your home. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we know that when people sort of white knuckle through the bad behaviors, a lot of times it, you know, you reach a breaking point and you say, I can't do this anymore right. and the dog or cat end up back with us where, you know, if we can kind of help you nip that in the bud in the mm -hmm. beginning, it could be a better match and, and a long-term match for you. So right. uh, we do have staff limitations, but we are, you know, we're working creatively all the time with not only our staff, our volunteers, and community partners like Project Reward and mm -hmm. cat behaviorists and different things where we can offer some resources and some mm -hmm. guidance. And we have 
uh, taken a lot of those resources and put them on our website. Mm -hmm. And when people adopt animals now, they get a card that has mm -hmm. for resources about mm -hmm. uh, integrating your pet into the home for a happy transition or little problems you might encounter along the way. We've got 15, 20 different articles, both about cats and dogs, mm -hmm. uh, on our website for people to go and look at rather than printing all these right. pamphlets and putting them in a bag for people that don't necessarily need it. Right. It's there as a long-term resource. Right. And a dog or cat can have a problem two, three years down the road if you Absolutely. introduce another animal. Yeah. It's not like you can just say, hey, here it is. Um, they, they have to get to know each other. Mm -hmm. And right. that's the main mistake people make is they just run home with a new animal of the opposite species sometimes and they expect them to get along. Right. And you know, it's, what does they say? It takes them three days to realize they've even left the shelter and three weeks to get used to being in a new place mm -hmm. and three months sometimes to totally um, right. have peace in the family, so to speak, and have the animals be best friends. And we see that all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the stress hormones that get released in an animal when they come into the shelter. And, and you know, we do everything we can to prevent that. We provide them with... Um, you know, if, if they come in with a bed from home, we put the bed in their kennel and all of those things. Mm -hmm. But you just can't, I mean, you know, you can only in control the environment to a certain extent. So. Right, and volunteers play such an important role in that. I know mm -hmm. the other day a uh, volunteer came to me and said, this cat just got adopted, but can you make sure that they take home the bed that they've been in here at the show? And, and it's down to that detail mm -hmm. that the volunteers have a deep, deep love Mm -hmm. for animals and um, it and sure I said sure let's put a sign on there that says please let mm -hmm. this cat take its bedding to its new home and it makes sense mm -hmm. and you know we have plenty of cat beds for the next cat sure and we're going to throw it in the washer anyway but that cat probably made a little bit better transition because of that little detail mm -hmm. with her scent was on it and so forth um, what what uh, attributes do you look for in a volunteer I know that we're now trying to talk people through what the process is and how to be an effective volunteer. Do they need a commitment to a certain number of hours? Do they need, what else do they need to be a volunteer? So we're really, really blessed at the Williamson County Shelter because we have a lot of community support and a lot of interest. I probably get at least two applications a day of people wanting to come in and help in some way, and that is amazing. Um, but because we do require a lot of training to interact with both dogs and cats, um, I mean, there's cleaning procedures and leash walk procedures and just ways to keep the dog safe and the person safe and make the animals continue to be healthy. Um, and so we do require a commitment of being able to volunteer at least two hours a week if you're gonna be interacting with the animals. Now, if you wanna work up front as a greeter or you mentioned the card that we pass mm -hmm. out now that, mm -hmm. I mean, that was a volunteer that helped us create right. that and put that together. And I mean, what an amazing thing that she gave us. So there are different levels of commitments, but if you do wanna interact with the animals, then uh, we are asking for a commitment of two hours a week. It's a lot of training. Yeah, I understand. And we, for that reason, and, and our volunteers, by the way, train, our, our seasoned volunteers mm -hmm. train the new ones. That's right. And I know you're there a lot, so you're sometimes involved in training. Um, but there are some new and different types of training that you're going to offer or have been offering. Mm -hmm. um, like you mentioned, leash skills. Mm -hmm. um, 
for when you've been a volunteer for dogs for a while, you might want to learn some new handling procedures? Right, so we have different levels um, for both the cats and dogs. Um, on the dog side, when you come in, we, we, we level, so any dog that comes into our facility, again, when you're adopting from us, you're really gonna be adopting an animal who we have vetted for everything. Um, we behavior test them, they go to play group, they're walked by volunteers. We really have a lot of information on those animals. Um, so the easiest leash walkers are gonna be our newest volunteers and they're gonna be walking dogs who aren't gonna do a lot of pulling on the leash. They're not gonna have any reactivity to other dogs. They're gonna be our A plus students. That's what I call them. <laughs> they used to get uh, a conduct grade in yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get an E, E for conduct. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <clears throat> some people stay, that's a red apron level, and some people will stay at that level the whole time they volunteer. And that's great, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Some people are ready to move on, move me up, I'm ready for the next step. And so um, they will have to put in a minimum of number of hours and go through a secondary training. Mm -hmm. um, but in addition to that, we're offering classes on how to do meet and greets. So if you have an animal in your home and you're wanting to adopt an animal, we do ask that you bring your animal in and we do a, a little meet and greet, make sure everybody's going to get along well. And that's done on neutral ground and very safe then. Or you can do leash skills training or you can do... Uh, training on working with a fearful dog. On the cat side, we have a cat behaviorist coming in soon. And so there are a lot of ways to learn and grow. When I started volunteering at the shelter, I really thought I was very knowledgeable because I'd owned dogs all my life. And what I learned was I didn't know much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. There's, all, there's always room to learn something yeah, new. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've learned a tremendous amount, um, mm -hmm. not just about the shelter and dogs and cats, but about, I mean, just, it, it's been a wonderful learning experience. Mm -hmm. And I've made a, 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 a secondary thing about volunteering that I did not expect. I was so excited to come in and work with animals, but I've made some wonderful lifetime friends. You know, it's a great, great group of people. And obviously you're there with people you have something in common with. Everybody sure. loves animals. <laughs> right, right, and everybody has the same goal. Is exactly. To, for that animal to find the right home. Mm -hmm. And, it, and it, it's wonderful to see all ages kind of blossom in that oh, respect, yeah. especially yeah. the younger volunteers who maybe you know, 16 to 20, and they mm -hmm. may be a little shy, but boy, after a few months, mm -hmm. they're like, hey, can I help you today? What mm -hmm. kind of cat are you looking for? Yeah. What kind of dog? And it's wonderful to see uh, them become advocates at a yeah. young age because they'll probably continue it their whole life. We've mm -hmm. had one, two so far that I know have gone to vet school mm -hmm. based on what their experiences were at the shelter. I yeah. mean, they came there thinking they wanted to be vets, and both of those young women are now in vet school. That's so so cool. it's it's wonderful and it's exciting mm -hmm. and um, you know different personalities like different things. If you want to walk dogs forever, that's that's great. If you're more interested in the cases that need special care and like the dog in your office is mm -hmm. it it's there for a reason. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't do well in the kennel. It needs to socialize and she's Obviously, her behavior is changing every day because your office is a busy place. Mm -hmm. Lots of people going in and out, and her fears are disappearing. Right. Yeah. So that's that's great, and that leads me to when you said meet and greet, I started thinking there's just not a good place for that at our shelter right now. If it's rainy, mm -hmm. if it's too hot, right. if it's too cold. So that leads me to 
the new shelter, yes. which puts a smile on her Very face. Very exciting. So give us an update on what our county is doing as far as a new shelter. Well, Debbie, as you know, because you and I went and toured yesterday or one day this week, um, they we have broken ground uh, sort of unofficially um, on our new shelter. We are building, the county is building a new 30,000 square foot facility. Um, Friends of Williamson County Animal Center has made a very generous, hefty donation um, to allow us to have an indoor training room, really. It's, it's an, a room that is set up um, to, to have animals in it, so we can have cats, we can have dogs in there. You know, it's got the appropriate drainage and all of that to be sanitized. Um, but we're gonna be able to offer classes for the public on training their dogs and cats right there, and that's one of those resource center mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. objectives that we have in mind for this new shelter that we're building, is we really want to offer more resources to the community. Um, but a, an added benefit is that when we do have a, a rainy, yucky day like it is today, mm -hmm. um, if we were doing a meet and greet with two dogs, we could do it there in the comfort of that room, and the room will be heated and cooled, so it's really going to make, it's just gonna change the way that not only the way that we do sheltering, but also the way we interact with the community mm -hmm. and the services we're able to offer. We're, I mean, we say probably every day, well, when we get in the new building, mm -hmm. yeah. we'll do this. Uh, yeah. As you know, I mean, Jennifer is, is kind of hoteling her desk because we don't have space for anyone. and. We literally have uh, people sitting in bathrooms now, or what used to be bathrooms, mm -hmm. and that we've turned into offices. So we've maxed out what we can really offer the community in this current facility. So um, we're, we're just so excited that we were able to get this building. Yeah, you, we've uh, toured the location, and our viewers need to know it's on Old Charlotte Pike. Mm -hmm where it meets Del Rio. Right, Carlisle okay. Lane. Carlisle Lane mm -hmm. and Old Charlotte, mm -hmm. okay. And if you go down Carlisle and turn left on Old, Old Charlotte, Charlotte Pike, mm -hmm. you will see a dirt road cut in there. Can't go there yet. Right. But um, there's a beautiful wooded area and the shelter is set back mm -hmm. from the street, but you can see it from the backside when the right. Mac Hatcher right. exchange is open. And it's, it's exciting, Debbie, because uh, the, you know, will be very visible from Mac Hatcher, but the city of Franklin has put in a walking trail and the, the path is actually already paved so we were able to really see how close that walking trail is going to be. Um, we're gonna have a, a public dog park there at the shelter, so you'll be able to access the dog park from that walking trail and it's just gonna be a really great uh, location for the community to interact with us mm -hmm. not only if you're coming to adopt an animal but if you're coming with your dog to play in the dog park or if you're just out for a walk and you want to come and sit outside you know we have uh, outdoor catios uh, in all of our free roaming cat rooms at the mm -hmm. new shelter and there will be benches out there so if you're just out for a stroll and you want to come and just sit and watch the cats play on their catio, there are going to be a lot of ways for the public to interact with us, even if you aren't coming to adopt an animal. Yeah, and it's there's the indoor training room, 
Um, there's an expanded vet clinic, which we desperately right. need because right. we are doing a lot of community spay-neuter mm -hmm. programs and we need more space for that. Right. And there's an, even an, uh, an education room where right. we can have classes, we can have summer programs for right. kids. Uh, and of course, there's expanded office space for those people like Jen, you will have an office in the new center. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> um, and the dog area is separated from the cat area. Right. So right now we parade animals through the lobby to get them from their kennel right. to the mm -hmm. vet's office and back, which is not ideal. So uh, you had a lot of shelter planners of America contributed mm -hmm. to this project and brought in the basics and worked right. with the uh, architects and right. engineers and contractors about what features are the best. So this is so exciting. It is. You've been all over visited other shelters, right. you've looked at every piece of equipment <laughs> and put your list together and we're just Absolutely. so thankful that the, the county has responded to that. Um, so we can hopefully look about a year to 18 months They're in the future. Okay. November of next year that we will be moving in. So wow. Wow. we're going to keep our fingers crossed that okay. the weather is kind to us. Okay, <laughs> we'll hope for that. Um, I want to conclude uh, for a couple of minutes and tell you about what's happening at the shelter. Uh, we mentioned volunteering, but on our website, adoptwcac.org, there's a lot more. You can fill out the application there to become a volunteer. You can fill out an application to adopt an animal. Uh, you can make a donation or fill out a foster application. So there are a lot of ways to help the shelter, and whatever appeals to you is great with us. We'll work with you and try to find a slot that uh, meets your needs. You can look at all the photos and the biographies of all our animals. I call them biographies. They're profiles, but uh, they're great detail given there about the dogs and cats so you can find the perfect match for your home. We're active on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. And if you follow us there, you'll know that our monthly rabies clinics are scheduled for the last Saturday with exceptions on the holidays. For the following dates, October 31st on Halloween Day, we'll have one. November 21st and December 19th. So if your dog is in or cat is in need of a rabies shot, they're $10. And I also urge people to come to those clinics and get a microchip. The best way for your animal to be reunited with you uh, is a microchip. They're only $15 on those days at the shelter. Our free spay neuter clinics for uh, all outdoor cats continue on October 6th. 13, 20, and 27, that's all the Tuesdays in October, and you can contact Samantha at the shelter at extension three, and she will set your appointment up for this free service for any outdoor cat. October is also Subaru Loves Pets Month at Dura, Waltrip, Subaru, and Franklin. It's a great time to adopt a pet, and our animal center will receive $100 from Daryl Waltrip. Subaru and the Subaru Company for every dog adopted in October at our shelter. So we thank our friends at Daryl Walter Subaru for that opportunity. We'll also have Mars Pet Care Adoption Weekend on October 17th and 18th. We'll be doing a lot of virtual adoptions. Uh, we'll be fun. We'll be sh showcasing animals through that weekend. And you can find more about them and come over to the shelter and adopt. And every adopter will get an adoption goodie bag for Mars Pet Care. We'll also be in downtown Franklin on Halloween for Paint the Town Orange. We'll be over at the Visitor Center at 400 Main Street for some Halloween pet fun. So look for the details on that at adoptwcac.org or our Facebook page. I thank my guests today for telling us 
about our new shelter, about our volunteer program, and I hope you learned something, and I hope to see you next time on Pet Watch.